Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, trying something new. Uh, we do these 10 minutes of truth on our um, uh, Podbean at Jeremiah Bullock uh, Ministries. Um, our, our, uh, you can find it, actually. It's The podcast is Podbean, but um, you can get a link to that from my website at jeremiahbullock.com. And so we've been doing these audio podcasts, and I'm, I want to be more consistent with them. And, and you know, we preach these sermons, these studies, these oftentimes an hour-long studies, and they're just a lot to take in. And so we came up with this idea uh, where you do these little 10-minute segments, and uh, we do these 10 minutes of truth. And we do this at the Lebanon House of Prayer, our whole preaching team there in Lebanon, Tennessee. And it's just been really helpful. You walk people through a study um, you know, in just smaller sections. And so I wanted to do some with video. And so I'm trying out this background because it's always helpful for me to actually see the text. So you, you know, you, you, you know, this is not just opinion. We're, we're literally gleaning this from the scriptures, from the word. So uh, I got a little background in my screen here and I want to walk you through these little 10 minutes of truth. You can let me know what you think in the comments. And if you like it, you can subscribe. We're going to be doing these on a regular basis and uh, keep them short, you know, eight to 12 minutes and uh, just walk you through a passage. So today we're looking at the belt of truth in Ephesians chapter six, verse 14. It's a part of a longer section on the spiritual warfare. And we really get the whole uh, kind of emphasis of the section here in verse 12, as you can see that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And so uh, obviously uh, where we war is in the unseen heavenly realms against an adversary who is spiritual, Satan and his forces, uh, his demonic, um, you know, legion that is, that is uh, opposing us. And so the whole book of <clears throat> the whole book of Ephesians really just centers on that, that you know, our problem is probably not our neighbor. <laughs> our problem is, and our country is probably not who's in office, okay? Uh, which don't even want to go there. Our problem is spiritual. And uh, what our nation needs is not the right physical circumstances or the right physical person, um, but we need a revival. We need a movement of the Holy Spirit where hearts are changed. This is what Paul is talking to the church in Ephesus about. We get a whole longer background of the uh, you know, this letter, Paul's, Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. Uh, and you can go online and should go online before you go through these 10 minutes of truth studies and listen to the whole thing and then come back. Cause I can't go through everything there. It won't be 10 minutes. Uh, so what we want to focus on today is looking at this, uh, in light of verse 12, um, we are equipped in the heavenly realms. When you get saved, you're not just equipped physically, you're equipped spiritually. Okay. In fact, um, Although there are physical things that change in our life, physical activities, uh, even health, uh, that's a wonderful point of the gospel is that physically, you know, God brings physical transformation by his stripes. We are healed. So that's physical healing. So we have inside healing and outside healing, but that outside healing is a direct result of the spiritual activity in our life from the Holy Spirit. Good stuff. Now, if you come down to verse 14, this is what I want to go through. I want to break this verse down in chunks, more manageable chunks. And I want to give you some of the background study. I love this kind of stuff. A lot of people do as well, or you wouldn't be watching it. So let's just break this down to, uh, you know, in these little 10 minute uh, chunks and segments. And the first segment I want to look at, uh, the verse reads in verse 14, stand firm then with the belt of 
truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. We're going to look at the belt of truth in this study. And I want to just for 10 minutes, want to look at this belt idea. Um, so if we click on the word belt and we go down here, I want to get a greater understanding of this first piece of spiritual armor that Paul Paul gives us. And it's called the belt of truth. The word belt can be a little misleading. It's not like the belt that I'm wearing on my pants. Um, and it, it's even a little bit more than just the illustrative Roman warrior belt uh, that he's using to talk about this spiritual element. Um, so the word belt here, um, if you I click on um, my, I love the, I use a few different resources. Uh, this one's the complete word study dictionary from Spiros Zodiades. He's really good. He gives us the Greek word. Um, which is osphus, and he gives us some information about it. And you'll see right here that the belt, this idea of belt, it literally means the loins of the human body. And anytime you can talk about loins in church, you do it. <laughs> um, and he tells us that this is from the, uh, from the labor they can do and sustain when a man exerts his strength. Um, in athletics, Greek athletics, the the, the loins, okay, which we translate here belt, is the core. It's our core strength. It's where our strength comes from. Uh, comes from. So at the beginning of verse 14, he says, stand and with this belt of truth. So what enables us to stand spiritually and physically in our world comes from this loin idea. Um, if we go down a little bit further, the expression to have the loins girded means to be uh, in readiness for anything. Uh, so when we gird our loins, we're literally girding our core, our strength. Um, internally, it says the scriptures refer to the children as being in and proceeding from the loins of their father. Hence, the fruit of the loins is used for offspring, both in the Old and New Testament. We have some references here in Acts and in Second Chronicles. So the loins, in fact, the definition of the loins that we have is the loins, the lower region of the back, the lumbar region, the hips as opposed to the shoulders and thighs, and the organs of reproduction. And you, it, when I first studied this, I thought, you know, the loins is such a weird, a weird thing to talk about our strength. But in their culture, in fact, uh, we learn this from the Greek English lexicon of the New Testament and other early Christian literature, which is a great resource, um, that the place where a belt or girdle is worn. He calls it the waist and the loin. So this, this lexicon here, which we won't go through all the details, it confirms what we read from Zodiades. And then uh, also uh, the Enhanced Strong's Lexicon, which is another uh, favorite resource of mine, uh, tells us that this word is translated loins eight times in the authorized version. Okay, that's the King James. And the definition he gives is the place where the Hebrews thought the generative, the generative power, semen, resided. So there's this connection with strength in the Old Testament that it's this idea that kind of morphs into the New Testament. Why we attach strength with our reproductive system and our organs, it, it's literally what mankind can produce. So hear this. When he's talking about this spiritual equipping in our lives that we're able to stand. It's our first piece of armor, our core strength. There is this comparison and contrast between physical strength and spiritual strength. 
And as Christians, we stand in our world, not through the physical, but through the spiritual. And you see that comparison and contrast all the way through the Old Testament. In fact, it gets a little, uh, it gets a little dicey. Okay. So come over here and I got another passage that illustrates this. It's, it's kind of a, it's a very graphic passage. And in a minute, we're going to look over here at the Holman Bible handbook and we'll see what he says about it. That's a great like historical resource, um, for, for the behind the scenes, cultural stuff going on in passages. So we'll look at that in a second, but you have this spiritual strength, what, what can be produced uh, out of the loins, and then the spiritual strength of what comes out of our own loins, out of our own strength. It's, it's, it's used, this imagery is used by Ezekiel when he's talking about uh, Samaria, uh, which is Israel, and Jerusalem, which is, which is Judah in the Old Testament. So in chapter 23, uh, the word comes to Ezekiel and he starts talking about these two women, which are daughters of the same mother. So they come from Jacob. They come from the 12 tribes of Israel. They go into the land of Cana and the land is eventually divided into the north, which is Israel and the south, which is Judah. And he comes down and he describes these two sisters. He names them with this imagery language in verse four, the older was named Ola and the younger, her sister, maybe not well, obviously it's younger. Uh, her sister was named Olaba. And as we can see here, Ola was Samaria, which was the capital of Israel. And Jerusalem was the capital of Judah. And probably, I don't know if I should use the word capital, but Samaria, Israel, Judah, uh, Jerusalem, Judah. And then he goes on from verse five and he talks about how they prostituted themselves with other nations. They did not come to God for his protection and his strength, what he could exert in protecting them and leading and guiding them, they went to the world. And it's graphic. I mean, it's graphic, some of the things that he talks about. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of this as, with Holman Bible Handbook. But you come down and there's this verse in verse uh, 20. It says in regards to... Um, um, Judah and Jerusalem, that there she lusted after her lovers, whose genitals were like those of donkeys, and whose omission was like those of horses. <laughs> okay, that's graphic. And you're like, why would they use this kind of language? Well, let's look at the Holman Bible Handbook. And this is a, he does a really good, short, concise. I like this guy because it's just, no, you know, he doesn't give some long 10 page thing you have to sift through. Just, this is what it is. And he says, to illustrate the nation's unfaithfulness, the Lord used an allegory in which he compared Samaria and Jerusalem to two promiscuous sisters named Ola and Olaba. And Ola means her tent and Olaba means my tent, probably because Jerusalem, um, you know, had the temple and, and Samaria didn't, you know, they did their own kind of thing. You can read up and study and all of that. It says, Ola, Samaria, sought alliance with the Assyrians. She prostituted and lusting after the Assyrian soldiers and prostituting herself among the officers. Ironically, her lovers killed her and carried her away and her children. So she sought the strength of other nations, okay, of other gods, of other strength and not his strength. Okay, so they were they were in the physical strength, a powerful nation, and they lusted after that nation and intermarried and inter you know got kind of like legally covenanted with those nations and were carried off and betrayed. Um, and Olaba did the same thing. She turned her attention towards the Babylonians. Vivid language and harsh imagery are employed. Look at this. Are employed 
to depict her nymphomania, okay, which is prostitution. It's it's lustfulness. It's it's illicit, ungodly sexual behavior. The Lord warned that her lovers would turn on her. The Babylonians would come against the land with all their military might and cruelty, destroy her population, and Olaba would be publicly humiliated and suffer the fate of her sister Ola. So you have this, go back here to the NIV, chapter 6, verse 14. You have this imagery that draws upon Old Covenant, which they were very familiar with. Um, and the imagery was there's two kinds of strength that we can rely on. And the negative illustrations out of the Old Testament, time and time again, the people of Israel, both North Kingdom and Southern Kingdom, relied on the strength of other nations, physical, fleshly strength, this kind of stuff. And when you come here in our passage, as you can see um, in, this, in this whole description of our spiritual equipping, that where we are going to throw all of our trust is in our spiritual weight. I mean, he begins this whole section in verse 10 by saying, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Um, it's not based off, there's so much that we put as Christians in terms of the physical emphasis. I mean, I've heard people talk about, you know, yeah, we, we can pray, but we've got to do something. And that's, that's representative. It's illustrative of of how they feel about spiritual uh, strength and what the spirit can produce, which the physical cannot. Most people just don't buy into that idea. So the first element of our study here that we bring out into the in the preaching is that God wants to equip us um, to live victoriously in this world, not through our physical strength, but through the Holy Spirit that resides in us, that we're to put all of our trust, throw all of our eggs into one basket. Our strength is to come from the Lord. This belt of truth that establishes our core strength, that keeps us, um, you know, keeps us uh, standing. That's the whole emphasis. And it's like five times, I think, here in verses 10 all the way down through verse 14, the idea of stand is used. I think it may be six times. We are to stand. The whole idea and the, word, the idea of standing is not falling over. That when the enemy comes, we're not just going to fall over. We're going to be able to stand. Why? Because our core strength comes from him. He strengthens us. So we're going to go through um, several aspects. The next one we're going to look at is... Um, it's not just the belt, our core, but it's the core of truth. It's the loins of truth, that our strength comes from truth. So we'll look at that next. So appreciate it. Um, if you like the whole deal, uh, I really want to do this for you. I, you know, I'm just not like looking for things to do. Uh, but the whole idea is to uh, do these little studies to, um, you know, help us get into the Word and learn about who we are in Christ. So if you like this format and the Bible. Uh, background and all that kind of stuff, seeing what I'm studying, let me know in the comments and uh, we'll adjust it. Peace.